Deadlands Noir, The Dark Heart of the City, Session 5, Part 2 is in the feed tonight. We have returning Sharon, Chris, Jameis, Richard, and Nick. I continue with my light audio editing, so forgive the sound quality, but I'm not having a lot of spare time lately, and it's either get them up nearly raw or not at all, so I hope that they are still worth listening to. I leave a good 20 minutes of table chatter at the end of the session, as there is some character building conversation in there that was worth listening to. Enjoy, this is Session 5, Part 2. All right, well, we are back, uh, wrapping up this uh, Deadlands Noir session at some point <laughs> when, when people uh, grab onto the glue. Um, all right, so out in front of the police station, you have swapped information back and forth. Uh, Nick, you have called the Continental, uh, confirmed an appointment with Mr. Pembroke at uh, a little bit after three o'clock, which is a little bit over three hours away. So, where are we now? What are you interested in doing? Um, I was just going to do a quick stop by Benjamin Grundy. I mean, we don't really have to roleplay out if it's a dead end, but I was going to see, because we did find something from his hotel, and I noted down that I want to go see him just to see maybe he has some information, maybe he doesn't. Yeah, again, uh, the Ambassador Arms is the place that uh, yeah, we you know, the kid and the woman were in, and you're trying oh, yeah. to keep them protected. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I, I, will, I will remember. That's why I have written it down. But we also had found something at the car that let us... Yep, you found a matchbook. Um, but if of, course, not- of course, you guys knew that there was a third man in that room uh, mm-hmm. that wasn't there when you guys got there. So, I mean... It, you can make that leap of deduction that that might have been Mr. Tucker Styles. That is the leap of deduction we made at the time. But, uh, but yeah, you can confirm that. It's not much of a, it's not very far from here. If you want to go to the ambassador, we can do that. Uh, Benjamin Grundy, uh, he's on duty. Um, again, a jovial uh, older man who's uh, basically a greeter and door holder. Uh, he's got that red nose and uh, veins going that tell you that he is a habitual drinker. Um, uh, he recognizes you uh, as you did uh, tempt him last time with a <clears throat> a little break uh, that he was able to take uh, a little libation during. Um, I will give him a quick description of the um, of the picture that I saw and confirm with him that was his third man inside the room. Uh, Benjamin has actually got an incredible memory. Uh, yeah, now you go. Your uh, the question is how well can you manage, uh, remember the photographs that you didn't take it with you? No, I did uh, not take so, it. So, <laughs> yes, give me a general smarts roll. I'm a pretty smart guy. I mean, if you had any kind of artistic skill, I'd let you draw it out. But otherwise, you're just going from a description. That's good enough. And let's see if he can from your description. Yes, yes. He's like, oh, yes. Uh, he actually knows him by name. Mr. Styles is a big tipper. Okay. Uh, it's in here quite often. He, uh, entertains. Uh, he's, uh, he's quite the ladies man. Uh, he's, he's usually got a new one on his arm each time he comes in. Oh, um, if I give him a description of Delilah Star, does he... You nope. don't have a description of Delilah Star. You have Maybe. never seen her. Oh, Some yeah, of the other friends might have. Yeah. 
I push Franny in front of him. Franny. <laughs> Give him a description of Delilah Star. Um, Same thing. Give me a smarts roll. Just a general smarts roll. Uh, this is how well you can describe what she looked like from your memory. Okay. Okay. That's a success. Bit. All right. Let me roll his memory. <coughs> Once again, ace that out. Uh, it's like, oh, uh, Miss Delilah Starr, you mean? I've seen her many a times. Uh, never in the company of uh, Mr. Styles, though, but she used to stay here regularly uh, when she played in town. Yeah, he thinks about it for a minute. So as a matter of fact, uh, if you can persuade George at the desk, if I remember right, she didn't pay for her rooms, though. Someone else did. Okay. Well, uh, what's George's weakness? We all got one. Uh, well, yeah, he, he plays the ponies. He's quite in debt. Okay. So a little bit of cash his way would uh, yeah, that tends to tends to loosen his tongue a bit. Uh, he's the concierge. Uh, of the place, uh, so he's usually pretty well connected and get most of the guests things that they need, uh, illicit or otherwise. So uh, he knows the game. Uh, a few dollars can usually get you what you want from him. So I'll huddle up with my group. Who has a few dollars to throw this man's way? <laughs> uh, he means it too. <laughs> we know how this is your necklace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I hand Jack five dollars. Thank you. And I will mark that down on my character sheet. Yep. Yep. Nope. I, I am punctiliously marking all my bribes, but my problem is yes. I've been bribing a lot of I've been bribing a lot of people. So it's gotten a little ridiculous. <laughs> so uh Samuel gets a regular paycheck. The rest of you can do a gig to get money. Uh poor Mr. Jack is uh, yeah. reliant on taking cases. <laughs> yep. And, and he has a habit to spend each day. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, it's, it's, pretty, it's gotten pretty bad for me. So. All the uh, exotic wood places in town know your face at this point. <laughs> Indeed, they do. So, um, they know his name is Ka-Ching. <laughs> <laughs> they do. It's been awful. I've aced all those roles. Alright, anyways. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go up to... His name is Casey? George. Uh, George. Is George. All right. Hey, George. Uh, he turns around with his winning smile. Yes, sir. What can old George do for you today? You see, George, I find myself in a terrible, terrible case. I need to find... um. There's a Miss Delilah Star, and I need some information about her. And Mr. Jefferson over here, um, because I assume Abraham Lincoln isn't on our $5 bills, <laughs> um... <laughs> Says that you might have a, some information for me about that. All right, that dis- that bill disappears in an, uh, an eye blink. He's like, "Well, you know, of course, discretion of our guest is the utmost to uh, the ambassador uh, staff." And he kind of puts a you know friendly arm around uh, your shoulder and kind of leads you off to a corner a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he says, uh, "Well, but since Miss Delilah hasn't been here in quite a while, I'm sure that." Uh, any information I pass along to you would uh, certainly out of date at this point. But what can I tell you about Mr. Delilah, Miss Delilah Star? Okay, who who happened to pay your bill? From, uh... Oh, oh yeah, same person each time. Uh, he goes over to the desk, uh, pulls out uh, a ledger, starts looking to it. It's like, uh, here we go. It's it's on account. Uh, it's on. Uh, it's being billed to the Hexaco account. Hexaco. Yeah. 
Okay, so Hexaco Oil, uh, mm-hmm. this, everyone knows them. Yes, uh, not have. only are they a huge oil company, but they're also the people that have like the the, the interstate uh, maps. And they're the guys that surveyed it all, laid it all out, uh, made the uh, the road systems basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Delil- uh, Delilah Star is Rose Lagrange, and Rose Lagrange is the heiress of the Hexaco oil. Right? You're not so you're not sure of that. Uh, those were two things that don't necessarily go together. They're somehow related. Okay. All right. So the Hexaco Oil Company. And who'd she come in here with? Uh, usually just herself. Uh, she didn't have a, a place in town. Uh, when she made it big, she, uh, she well, she basically stayed here. Oh, okay. And when's the last time um, you've seen them? Uh, well, the last entry we have here was, uh, oh, wow, almost uh, almost six months ago. Okay. Um, you got the date? Same account. Me? Yep. Same account. Hexaco account. And, all right. Six months ago. Uh, any, did she look distraught or any bad thing? Or? No, no, no. She, uh, she, he racks his memory for a minute and, uh, he says, no, no, she's really excited. Uh, she had gotten a new gig, uh, uh, the old absinthe house. Um, that's what's you know. That's one of the more upscale, uh, very popular, trendy uh, establishments in the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got a gig there, and it was a uh, very, very jazz play, and um, seemed to be very happy and upbeat. I remember that night she uh, ordered a steak dinner and uh, cheesecake. Okay, and she took all of her stuff with her. Um. Hmm. He goes back to the desk and looks at it and goes like, well, now that you mention it, no, she didn't. Uh, she left behind a traveling valise. Um, rifles through the desk. <coughs> oh, um, you see, George, I'm trying to find, Mr. has gone missing. I'm trying to find her. Her family's very worried. You wouldn't have to mind if I just take a quick look-see, would you? Well, he looks at the five dollars, and he's like, "Oh my god, George, <laughs> you're crazy!" Delilah Star is, uh, you know, it's quite a name, very popular singer, and I'm sure anyone that's uh, paying to find her, he's looking at his five dollars. He snaps his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> They're not paying that well. George. Yeah, you you can roll a persuasion roll to try and you know just take the bribe and, and be happy. <laughs> But uh, he's definitely uh, he's definitely aiming for a little bit more money. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to roll because yeah. <laughs> five dollars I could live on up for a week. Damn it, George! Here's yeah. another. <laughs> George has got debts. No, no, he's hanging on to that. It's like, yeah, well, you know, giving you some information about uh, Miss Star, uh, you know, a guest that hasn't been here in months is one thing. But I can't rightly give you access to our personal belongings. That that would just be impropriety. He looks down at his five dollars. He looks at. I him. hold it. Another five dollars <laughs> appears there. It's like well, and he lays a key on the desk, and he takes the five dollars, and he says, "Well, you know, it it would be wrong. It's not yeah. something I should really do." But oh, look, it's it's time for lunch. All right. Well, Thank you uh, you enjoy your day, uh, Mister Smith. Mr. Smith, you just enjoy your day. And he looks down at the key on the desk. He looks over at you. And I, look, I look super <laughs> disgruntled about this. 
I look like he has definitely gotten the best of me, and I'm unhappy. (laughs) (laughs) Which probably puts a whistle in his step. Yes, yes, as he goes to his liquid lunch, yes. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, puts a little clothes sign on the concierge desk, and he walks out whistling a tune. Gives, gives Benjamin the knowing nod. <laughs> I give the keys to Figs because I feel like I might snap them off in the door handle. All right, so uh, the keys that were left behind are not the keys to an apartment. Uh, it, it is the basically the keys to their holding area, which you can kind of see just right behind the concierge desk. Mm-hmm. All right, well, Figs, pop her open. Let's see what we got. Yeah, it's just as well you got the keys, because there's no way we could have gotten there without the keys. He was standing right there. I just shake my head and unlock it. Walk <laughs> past him and unlock it. All right. Uh, you go down to, uh, you know, he uh, uh, he, would, he would tell you which room it was. Uh, it's a lost and found shelf, basically. Uh, and you do see uh, kind of a... A once nice valise there, uh, leather, you know, and it still has uh, the, it says Delilah uh, on a little, uh, like, claim tag. I pull it down and open it up. Okay. Uh, It actually has two locked catches on it. Uh, There does not seem to be a key about. Anise, I think this is for you. Hmm? Well, do you want to do it here or would you want to take it away somewhere? (laughs) Let's do it here. Guys on lunch, let's do it here. Okay. So you want some kind of lockpick, or is it just not... Is, is it worth lockpick skill? Do we yeah, yeah. Him, it's just a valise lock, you know? Yeah, I mean, you could easily break it off, but if you wanted to keep everything intact, you're going to have to pick it. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Say, it's, a, it's the sort of thing you just could have just cough and just mildly strength. Oh, no, it, it actually, <laughs> again, it was once a very nice valise. It has nice locks on it. I mean, it would not right. prevent someone from taking a hammer and just knocking the locks off, but if you wanted to keep it in one piece, you're going to have to pick it. Okay, the chip is what I'm going to have to do. I figured that it was locked, so, I mean, it could be uh. unlocked. Uh, locking it as we speak. Yeah, uh, yeah. You uh, rolled a three on that, so I, actually, you're surprised at how well, how nice the locks are on this thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Surprise! Another chip. <laughs> a chip. Just, a chip's a reroll. I can't use a chip for a plus right, two. Right, it's I? just a reroll. There's no plus two. Okay. Well, Davis. There you go. Yeah. <clears throat> just had yeah. to get used to it. Okay. Uh, where are you opening this? Like right here on his desk? Apparently. That's why I asked. And apparently they said, yep, there's just opening it right here. Okay. Inside are some uh, some clothing, uh, performance clothing. So like a, a nice dress that you would wear on stage, for instance. There's a compact uh, for you know makeup. Uh, but then at the very bottom, there is an old manila file. Uh, and it's got the Hexaco stamp across the front. I bring this to Jack's attention. Oh, I look at it. Okay. Uh, you're looking through it, and it's it's paperwork uh, from Texaco Desk. Um, give me... Unless you've, unless you've got some kind of crafts roll, just give me a general smarts roll. You're not exactly sure what you're looking at. Uh, let's see. I think I might have knowledge. 
because I am a criminal, so therefore it is very important that I understand exactly how bad. You didn't hear that, Vix. <laughs> uh, I hear nothing. Good, good man. That's what I like to see in my police officer. Uh, hmm. Doesn't look like I have it on the sheet, so eh, if I don't have it, I don't have it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you're not exactly <laughs> sure what you're. Oh, it's Yeah, they are reports of some sort. You're not exactly sure what they're talking about. Oil rigs. <laughs> uh, there's different places. Apparently, they've been installed. Looks like some kind of environmental action reports, but you don't actually know what the data means. There's a lot of math. Lots and lots of math. Math is not your friend. <laughs> math is normally my friend, but for some reason, I, I look. Outside. Who else here is smart? Ready? Yeah. Oh. I'm smarly right. smart. I'm smart. Yeah, fairly <laughs> smart. <laughs> I hand it back to Anise. <laughs> Anise, you make the next crack. All right, so you guys have pulled the paperwork out. You're probably using the concierge's desk to kind of spread it out and figure it out. Anyone who's looking at it can go ahead and give me a general uh, smarts roll. I don't know. Smarts. Okay. Yep. Or if you've got any kind of knowledge, skill, and sciences, anything like that. Well, I got a success. I got a success success on your smarts, okay. Um, (laughs) Franny, uh, you you read the papers enough, right? Uh, So, like, you're a habit. You've got probably a subscription to the paper. Uh, So, you understand what an environmental action report looks like. What you're looking at here is that Hexaco had installed some new... Uh, oil, uh, what do you, what do you call them? Like oil drilling operations in different small towns, and apparently this is an ecological report on damage that's being done to the environment, poisoning the waters, poisoning the fish, poisoning the land. Um, the, they're pumping stations, or what they are. Oh, and you have never—I mean, Hexaco is a big name, like they're a big, big name. And you have never heard about this in the papers. Oh my. This isn't supposed to be here. Well, then I guess it's very important that it not be here. I will pack those papers away. Very, very carefully. Anything else of interest here? Uh, other than her clothes, uh, again, a compact for the of makeup. That's pretty much it. Just this file. And it and it's stamped Hexaco. Yeah. Is there a memo to someone? Or? Uh, the, the folder has got the Hexaco stamp on it. Uh, looking at all of the different paperwork through here. I mean, there's there's different names on the different paperwork. It doesn't look like it's come off of any one person's desk. Any Just names we recognize? Um, no. No. Maybe if you ace that smarts roll, but uh, no, no. Nothing that we... Sticks out. Because you brought it up, Bert, is there anything about the compad which is suspicious? Like you lift it out and oh look, here's a secret panel behind it or something. Oh, you pull it out and take a look at it. Other than her palette of colors, um, but Delilah was a colored girl, um, so not surprising at the palette that you're looking at. Otherwise, it's uh, pretty pretty normal. She was colored. Uh, apparently, she had dark skin, given the palette arrangement you have here. Interesting. I wouldn't figure. But then again, 
it's a, it's a new wet. It's a new south. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. Well, I, I going those those are useful for, for bribery later. Uh, let's. Uh, well, I'm glad we came here. Let's go see dear old Agamemnon. Maybe he's available. <laughs> so that's going to take a trip down to the tra- racetracks. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> Anybody got any objections to doing that? I think there was a lot of objections to doing that. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> it may be unwise to go after a bookie. I mean, you know, he's Especially a legitimate... the mob bookkeeper. A mo- um, yeah, I mean... He's a legitimate businessman. Yeah, but legitimate businessmen in that field kind of want to see your money. (coughs) Um, I mean, okay, so we need to go see Aganema. We need to meet with him. Um, anybody got a line? Like, well, anybody got any gambling addictions? Another one person with the the line into the mob is unfortunately yeah. not playing tonight. Exactly. Yeah. Eh, we could go there. The worst that they're going to do is throw us out the door. Oh, that's the worst that the mob will do. Yeah, I mean they're not going to kill us right there. They they got they've had so many of their own enforcers die recently. <laughs> they're good. Where are we, Harbush? All right, so uh, are you guys going to the racetracks then? Uh, what's the standard bet around this time? Uh, well, I mean, as as little as a nickel is acceptable. <laughs> it depends on the races. Like horse horse racing, uh, that's usually a big dollar. I mean, you know, you you have to have a substantial bet for that to to really pay out for you. But dog racing's really big too. Greyhounds. Yes, As a matter of fact, that would be the time. This will be the time of year for that. So you know, the betting that's going on now would be probably greyhounds. It's it's getting too cold for horses. Yeah. Gosh, I can't think of a good reason why we, we want. We just want to show up there and say, "Hey, we got some questions." That seems like it. That seems like a very bad idea. Could be. What's up? I mean, you know, sometimes shaking the tree works out in your favor. But I don't know. What do y'all think? Well, the best way to make make contact with a bookie is to place a bet. Yeah, but he's 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 the boss. But his day job is bookie. Yeah, we could see. Eh, what? Well, like I said, what's the worst that's gonna happen? You bankrupt us. You get us killed. You know, I have a lot of different ways to make money. I and I do appreciate that you're putting this all over. <coughs> But, um, well, it's not like you could sneak around the Greyhounds area and try and pick up some great tip about something that's going to happen and then use that to place a large bet to get his attention. You know, those type of people get killed. That's not what I'm interested in. But, you know, whatever. We show up. First thing is, we'll show up. All right, uh, you're at the tracks, and yes, uh, right now there are several Greyhound races going on. Um, this is actually one of the times where 
uh, a lot of people that are you know near destitute or don't have a lot of money will come out for to get that addiction scratched uh, because you know you can put pretty much really small bets and make a few bucks, lose a few bucks, but not lose your house <laughs> or not lose everything. Um, and they tend to be more lenient as to the class of people they let in, uh, during this, this type of season. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's a large track. Uh, there are fairly num you know, number of people here, although this is, fair, this is early in the morning, the races haven't started yet. Uh, so a lot of people are going over today's, uh, you know, papers to see who they're going to bet on, you know, so there's a lot of people there, a lot of kids here with their families, actually kids like to bet on the dogs. Get them started young, you know, in their addictions and all. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, Good just idea. like the old man. Just like their <coughs> dad and their dad. Yeah, yeah. You know, and dad might even give them the first cigarette while they're here. Of course. <laughs> so, um. They've already been drinking gin for years, so. <laughs> Sometimes. Put terror on your chest. All right, let's go up to the bookies. Let's see what they got. Right. Uh, well, you walk up to the windows. There's several people taking bets. Uh, they're giving out uh, the race brochures for the day, so you can figure out, you know, who you're going to bet on. Um, lots of, if you guys are or or not familiar with uh, this type of racing, uh, you can bet on a particular uh, horse or dog, or you can bet, uh, you can bet on a particular race, like low and high. There's different things that you can bet on. Uh, payouts. They've got a little board in the back that shows you what the expected payouts are for each one you bet on. Of course, the ones that are least likely to win, if they do win, have the largest payouts. Uh, the ones that are more likely to win, of course, uh, have the least uh, payouts. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they got their board up. Uh, apparently, there's a bunch of new dogs this year. Uh, yearlings, uh, untested, untried. So, it's anybody's game. Anybody's game is what they're repeating a lot when you walk up. <laughs> <laughs> Put your dollars down, sir. Who are you gonna bet on? Who's your, who's your lucky dog today? Um, brought the whole family out. I see. So, how do we get past this guy to the boss? Yeah, this is this. These are definitely your 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 front line. You know. Yeah. Uh, Aggie's gonna be the guy working the back, working the actual numbers. Yeah. I could say that Kate's. A uh, Edwin Kate sent me. It'd just be a total douche. But he might, he probably won't even get into the front door. Um. Well, you got potentially another name you could throw around. Oh, good old Julius. <laughs> and then, yeah, that, that will get me killed right there. Here, you've been throwing my name around. Like you know me. Um, shit. If it helps, I don't know what we're trying to get out of Akimimo. Well, he seems to be connected in with Delilah Star, according okay. to Edwin Kate. So he might know where old Delilah Star is, <clears throat> or more, or more likely, he may know whose operation it was to do something with her, or maybe yeah. instigated by her. Who knows? Yeah. She might not be want to be found. Like she might have information. It might it might be a good thing to keep her away from, you know, the Hexaco company, because the information that we have in my pocket would be worth killing someone about. So, Figs, you can think of something. Uh, I'm coming up with. I mean, we could say we want to meet him. 
not too many people, I reckon, go up to a bookie and say, hey, I want to meet you. No, you should just go up there and place a bet. But then this guy's going to take my bet, and that's going to be the end of our transaction. Whereas uh, um, we could say we want to bet on something a little bit different than the Greyhounds and see if that could get us in the back. Yeah, we could do that. Okay. Or you could do that. Thank you. I appreciate it, Fix. I mean, uh, I would play. I, I could place a bet, but that's about all I would do. Anybody got any cash? I'll, I'll return uh, it on my word of honor. The only other way to get in is to basically uh, say you want to place a large bet and you want a receipt for it. Or do you have a, I guess, do you have a marker or can you fake a marker for somebody? Uh, it's not my way of normally doing business. Uh, yes. Um, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm going to throw down, so I can throw down Kate's name and say that he told me that Aggie was the guy to get in touch with to place a real bet. Mm. And I would like to see him and then see if I can do that. <clears throat> All right. Is that what you're going with at the window? I think so. Anybody a persuasion roll. All right. Let's see. All right. And uh, if you can, if you can manage between all of you guys to to somehow get a stack of cash in your hand to wave it around when you say it, I'll give you a bonus. Hey, uh, I got fifty bucks. All right, that's pretty good. That's a sizable bet. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll give you a plus one for that. <laughs> Ever since almost every time. I- Unfortunately, I'm not that kind of telepath, so I can't do that sort of magic yet. <laughs> I wish I had that kind of power. <laughs> uh, it's a success. Um, okay. Oh, uh, get- yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Aggie is uh, in the back. Uh, if uh, you give me a give me a card or your name, I'll pass it along. And I'm sure if he's got a spare moment, uh, he looks at your stack of bills. He'd be glad to place that bet for you. Henry Smith. Henry Smith. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, he goes away for a moment. <clears throat> and uh, the old Smith family. After a bit, uh, this trollish looking guy, he's maybe five feet tall. Uh, he's got one of those uh, green banker visors on. He's chomping on a cigar. He's got his uh, shirt sleeve of a very nice silk shirt rolled up. And he's got like tobacco stains on the shirt. There's some coffee stains in the shirt. He's got these really like Popeye hairy arms, the really big forearms. Uh, he's wearing suspenders. He he's got to stand on something other other on the other end to be high enough to to kind of look at you over the uh, the box on the other end. Mm-hmm. He's uh, chawn on his cigarette. He looks here, cigar. He looks up at you and says, "I don't know you." No, uh, Edwin Kate. Edwin, Edwin. Yeah, he's one of the low level hatchet boys. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you yeah. got a bet to place. Yeah. Well, he's eyeballing I- your water cash. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's a start. That's a start. There was a um, Mr. Kate. I gave Mr. Kate some information, and he uh, gave me some in return. Uh, is there a place we could speak with a little bit more privately? I uh, look at you, and he looks at your retinue behind you, which is comprised of a couple of women and Samuel. What does Samuel look like? Is Samuel an intimidating-looking figure, or is he just kind of average? I would say average. He's too young to be intimidating. All right. Well, he, uh, he, he looks at the, he, he actually, he climbs out uh, onto the, the little, <laughs> the little box a little bit, looks around, sees the two, two ladies behind you and he, he takes off his uh, little visor caps. So oh, ladies, 
Yeah, <laughs> come on back. Come on back. Aggie will take care of you. And uh side door opens, and you're, again, shocked at how short Aggie is. Uh, come on in! <laughs> Just got to say, he's one of my favorite characters. There's already. <laughs> I like this guy a lot. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes. All right. I will strut on in. All right. Yeah. He invites everybody back. Uh, the last of you come in, he shuts the door. He's kind of trailing behind. He's just like, yeah, just go on down the corridor there. Our office is the last one. All right. I'll <sighs> go into the office. Yep. All right. Yeah. So he uh, goes behind his desk, which is kind of, kind of got like a little booster chair on it. So when he's sitting down, he's actually <laughs> able to look down on everybody. <clears throat> All right, so what can old Aggie do for you? Well, Ladies care for a cigar? They're imported. No, no? Huh. Oh, no, thank you, sir. Well, um, you see, I am, um, I am helping a friend out, and they mentioned that, uh, you would perhaps know a Miss Delilah Star's location. Um... Right, yeah, he gets uh, cagey awfully quick. He's like, uh, you, you know, just you know, he's he's uh, apparently not got a great poker face for somebody that does books. Yeah, well, but, he uh, does money. Does yeah, money. yeah, he chomps on a cigar for a bit. He says, "Might know the name, might know the name." Yeah. So, some kind of lounge singer, right? Oh yes, um, yes indeed, she is. Say. And then he leans over the desk. He says, aren't you that Franny, Franny Lewis? Well, uh, yes. Musical, right? Yes. Yes, I am. Yeah, he, he comes over and he's like, he's so short. He just kind of hugs you around the waist. puts his face in an un- inappropriate area. And he's like, <laughs> I love you, lady. <laughs> You're the best. I hug him back. It's like, it's always so nice to meet a fan. I don't get out much, but you know, I hear around the, you know, I hear around the grapevines. You know, somebody cut a record. Yeah, you probably didn't get a cut of that. As a matter of fact, now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, you know, no, it's all business. It's all business. <laughs> all right. Uh, so he sits on the edge of his desk. Uh, so a little bit more uh, informal. It's like, ah, oh, well. So uh, uh, Delilah, then I guess uh, she's one of your friends. Yeah, I could say that. Well, you know, old Aggie, uh, I'm sure you heard. I got my hands in a lot of different businesses around. <laughs> Maybe some of them uh, not so polite businesses. Uh, but, oh, hey, hey. And he takes your hand and he he's just strokes the top of your hand. Don't worry about it. Delilah, she's, she's aces. We got her out of town. She's safe. She's good. Nothing to worry about there. Uh-huh. You don't, you don't worry your pretty little head over this. And then he, like, kind of with a sloppy, lots of tongue kiss to the back of your hand. <laughs> you can hear him kind of mumble over a little bit like, oh. Well, can you set us up with maybe a phone call so we can just uh, check on how she's doing? Oh, hmm. Um, she played by Denny DeVito. <laughs> Yeah, imagine Danny DeVito. There we go. Uh, give me a persuasion roll. I'll give you a plus one. He's a fan. Okay. Did you do? Come on. Okay. Four. Five. Um, 
No, that was with the plus no, one. With the, well, he just <laughs> says, he's like, oh, 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 Franny, I love you. I love you, Franny. I really do. But uh, you got to understand, uh, you know, your friend, she paid for an anonymity and then and she played, she paid to be anonymous, right? Get out of town to be safe. Now, if I started giving people a phone number where they could reach you, she's not so safe anymore, right? You know, she had those two <laughs> breakers from out of town coming after her. And I got to tell you, I work with some some bad, bad men. But uh, these two guys, these two characters, they're some of the worst I've seen. Oh, do you know who sent them? Yeah, he looks a little shrewd at that. It's like, yeah, I've got my suspicions. Does it rhyme with Texaco? He <laughs> 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 just sticks a cigar in your, your shirt. <laughs> So, they've been doing some shady, shady deals in some of the small towns outside. Yeah, your, your friend there, uh, she used to work for him, you know. Some office work for him back in the day. All right, so that that makes sense. Why, why did they find out? Why did they start coming after her all of a sudden? You know? Well, your, uh, your friend, uh, she had a good head on her, right? Good business head. You know, and if I were in her position, if I worked at Hexaco and I had access to privileged information and I had her head for business, I might have taken some of that information and uh, I might have tried to broker some seal for it, you know? And I'm thinking if they found out uh, or if she went through out of blackmail, they probably didn't take too kindly to it. That'd be interesting. Mint? He picks up a dish off his his desk. Oh, they're good. Mint? Mint? Uh, 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 Can I take one? Uh, That's interesting, because right as her career is taking off... Yeah, yeah, she was a big name there for a couple of weeks. Uh, She was top billing at that that place called the uh, Absinthe House. So... Yeah, top billing. Okay, so she did... She just bought a house... She did the blackmail get out of that. No, 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 no. I I said if I were her. Right, 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 right. I'm not saying she did. No, no, nor am I. I'm just trying to put together the pieces of the puzzle. So that way I know. So she did the blackmail to get out of that life. She came to here to set up her new life. And then she was singing in absinthe. And somebody recognized her. Somebody in the crowd recognized her. And then he sicked, and he was angry, and she was scared. That sounds about the likes of it, and by that time, she's popular enough that she uh, attracted uh, some friends of mine, right? And uh, my friends, uh, they're willing to do favors for famous people. No favors and a bit of money. Mm-hmm. You, you know the name Rose LaGrange? Rose LaGrange, uh... Ah, ah, can't say another name. Okay. It's just a name that's been floating around in connection with Delilah, and I don't know it. Okay. So, a friend. Hmm. Problem is, you see there, Aggie, is, you you don't mind if I call you Aggie, do you? That's what everybody calls me. Yeah. So, the problem is, is that, um, there's a person I know who is, uh, 
was looking for Rose Lagrange, and she thinks, and he thinks that Delilah Star might help find that out. And I really don't want to mess with Miss Star and her what she's doing, um, because I think that that is wise and smart, and no one wants her to be her, particularly not our friend Franny. Question is, do you think there's any way you, not me? make a phone call and put Miss uh, Franny on the phone and see maybe if they could talk for a moment and see if we could find maybe uh, some information. That way we don't hurt Delilah and we can find some the information we came for. That sound fair to you? Well, I'll tell you what I'm willing to do. You know, uh, you come and you bring me this beautiful Franny to my office. Mm. So, uh, get you to sign something of mine before you leave if, if, if you don't mind so you really you really brought some light to my day <laughs> so I tell you what I'm willing to do now we have a, a call box a call service uh, people that uh, need to get a hold of us sometimes they use this uh, so I can leave a message there for her and if she happens to check and she happens to want to talk to somebody I can leave her a number to get in contact with. That's uh, that's all I can do. Okay. Well, that that would be that would be good. Uh, we would. All we want to do is help out Miss Rose. I'm not really here in business to uh, do anything else. All right. Uh, so, what number do you want me to drop? I will hand him a business card with Henry Smith on it. Just all it says is Henry Smith and my number. All right. He flicks the card, and he, uh, he goes over and puts it in his desk drawer. says, okay, I'll make that call today. I can't guarantee you'll get a call. I appreciate it. But it's what I can do. Also, um, tell, um, tell Julius I send my regards. Oh, you're dropping Julius's name? Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. Uh, he says, oh, okay, Julius, huh? Hmm. He looks at your card again, looks over yeah. at you. I will look at him and I'll say, he's not a friend. He's more someone I would like to do business with. Yeah, who uh, who doesn't? Indeed. Who doesn't? But just a... I would appreciate it. Franny! <laughs> Come here, Franny! Give us a hug! Oh, yes, I go over and I give him a hug. And, oh. um... It wouldn't be so bad except for the the sounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I have the the program for today's races. Mm-hmm. It's like I uh, okay, I'll sign it. Um, warmest regards, Franny to to to, to, to Aggie. Warmest regards, I'll have Franny Liz. <laughs> Right. Uh, okay, you got some got some info from Aggie. Yeah, Aggie's a fan. <laughs> and I tell him that when's my next gig? This weekend, probably. Yeah, I'll tell him when. Mm-hmm. People might recognize Anise if she went out in her uh, <laughs> in something that wasn't so uh, covering. <laughs> yeah, if he comes in with me, Dragon's just gonna uh, attack him. Yeah, <laughs> probably so. All right, as we after we leave, I will say, uh, Franny. Hate right. to see you leave, Franny. Love to watch you go. 
God, I love these guys. <laughs> I uh, I'll say pretty. I I appreciate it. I know that you are going to owe I owe you a favor. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes, you do, Mister Smith. Yeah. Your dress smells of of cheap cigar. <laughs> it's wet. Cheap, cheap cigar, really. Huh. <clears throat> All right. Well, um. All right, well, we can do uh, the meeting with the agency. It's, uh, it took you a while to get out to the racetrack, so it'll be pretty close to the time for that meeting if you want to go to it. All right, that sounds good to me. Y'all, y'all want to come along to this? You're more than welcome. Of course, if it makes you uncomfortable, it makes you uncomfortable. I'm going to uh, go. Where are you going? We're going to discuss with the Continental Op why they were following me. I'm going yeah, to go home and, I'm good. I'm going to go home and change my dress. <laughs> Biggs, you want to come along? To sure. There's a slobber stain in a very inappropriate place. Gosh. All right. So who's going along to the continental? All right, uh, you and Figs. Uh, so it is. Uh, it's in an office complex. They've got the third floor is theirs, the whole floor, and <clears throat> very nice looking offices with the modeled glass. And you know, each of the uh, investigators have a name on the glass. Very smart looking, efficient place. Uh, lady behind who's manning the the phones. Um, early twenties. Uh, you know, well made up. Uh, here's uh, long and red and kept up in a. <clears throat> Uh, tight knot, very efficient, uh, but she's got a very nice smile as you walk in, very warm. And uh, <clears throat> uh, welcome to uh, Continental Operations. How can I help you folks today? Oh, I have a, a meeting at three fifteen. Um, right uh, with Mister Pembroke, and you yes. are Mister Smith. Mister Smith. No, actually, oh, I'm sorry, Vance. Actually, Mr. Vance. Uh, Vance. Yes, Mr. <laughs> right, and uh, whose friend? Officer Figs. <clears throat> Is am, am I correct? I nod my head. Oh, I said very Figs good. right now. Are you here I'm on in official leave. capacity? No, not official oh, no. capacity. Well, I'm all... sure that'll be okay then. Yes, it will definitely be fine. <laughs> may wonder how she knows you, but <laughs> <That's> <clears throat> the only honest police officer in the city. Of course she knows him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His his picture is in, <laughs> in their conference rooms is like, alright, don't trust any of them except this guy. <laughs> uh, he's yes. gotta be dirty. He's gotta be. Uh, all right. Uh, so yeah, you're, she gets up off the, out of the desk and she takes you over to a model glass window. Mr. Pembroke or Pembroke is written on the, uh, written on the gra- glass. She knocks a few times, says, Mr. Pembroke, your three o'clock's here or your three fifteens here. <coughs> oh, let him in, let him in. Uh, and so this is the, uh, <coughs> the mulatto guy that was following you that you, mm-hmm. that you, uh, did put eyes on, uh, earlier today. Uh, he has got a business suit on now, though. Uh, suit and tie. Doesn't have the hat on. Very well put together. He comes over and greets you. It's like, oh, you are Mr. Vance. I am glad 
that your friend passed along my message. And Wait. he looks at you for a moment there. It says, Officer Figs. Yes. A pleasure to meet you. Figs for the week. Pleasure to meet you too. Very good. So uh, unofficially here then. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that is fine. Uh, just making sure my that, friend. Uh, just making sure my friend doesn't get into too much trouble. Okay. Yes. That 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 is fine. Uh, if you uh, swear that you are here in unofficial capacity, Mister Figs, uh, because we may be discussing uh, case information. That um, well, uh, if. We let's say if uh, jurisprudence uh, came into this, uh, we would not like the police to have specific information before a court case. Yes, so completely unofficial capacity, Mister Figs, and you swear to that. I do. Very good. Unofficials. <clears throat> Please have a seat. Uh, he does not have the power desk, so the, the chairs on your side are the same as his side, so you're all of equal level. Um, he has a very clean desk. Uh, inbox, outbox are pretty tidy. So uh, was this the guy I met at the dill pickle? Like, oh, no, it was not. Oh, okay. He was one of the guys that was following you this morning. Yes. What was the guy? I, what was the continental op I met at the dill pickle? I forgot. You actually met the head of the continental op in this area. Uh, oh. Okay. <clears throat> let's see if I have his name recorded here. It's all right. Uh, I don't have it offhand. Yeah, I don't have it offhand, but he was the basically the head of the operations in this okay. area. So, um, I had previously met another gentleman about this case. Oh, yes, that would be uh, my boss uh, at the yeah. original Dill Pickle Club, I believe. It's when yeah. he first made contact with you, and he you were brought to our attention as uh, someone of interest uh, in this yeah. case over at Delilah Star. Yeah don't understand um what did you have to go meet my friend were you following me uh yes yes we were uh <clears throat> apologize <clears throat> if that puts you at an inconvenience uh it's just we're tracking down all the information we could find on this case you see oh okay uh, that's i don't know you agreed to do some information transfer it's terrible to hear that people don't take each other at their words these days Oh, well, we just hadn't heard from you, uh, and uh, you seem to have been following <coughs> the lines of our own investigation. We keep, seem to keep <laughs> crossing tracks. Uh, can I get you a tissue, Mr. Figs? Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Hello, Denise. Out in the corridor. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Outside the window. Yes. Doing a fabulous job of drawing attention. Uh, yeah. Yes. So uh, we we kept uh, our operator our operatives kept uh, running, uh, uh, seeing uh, you and your friends uh, at several of the scenes that we were also investigating uh, on this particular case. Uh, I do believe my boss had uh, even potentially uh, made you an offer to come in and uh, work for us. And well, we just hadn't heard from you, so we don't know if perhaps you're working with a rival organization. I understand you are a private eye yourself, sir. Um, I, I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, mostly just nickel and dime stuff, you know. And I, uh, I have to ask, uh, are you licensed to practice, uh, in our, in our state? Well, you understand that some things, it's, 
That's quite a no. <laughs> the way it seems. No, I, I, it's not what I uh, primarily do. These are more favors, you understand. Of course, of course. So no real, no real money is uh, passing hands then uh, to make no. it official. No, of course not. I see. Okay. Well, uh, fair enough. Uh, well, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Vance, uh, we'd be uh, you know, glad to retain your services if you were looking for uh, uh, an organization to uh, back you in this area. I mean, we can provide you with uh, proper state uh, certifications, uh, access to a top-notch staff. Oh, I don't doubt that you could. It's I prefer to be an independent operator. Oh, I see. <clears throat> well, uh, I will come directly to the point, uh, Mr. Vance. It seems that, uh, again, as I was saying, we seem to be uh, running into you quite often as we're uh, investigating uh, the missing, uh, disappearance of uh, Delilah Starr. And it seems that you are always uh, at least one to, uh, two steps ahead of us. Um, and we are not too proud to, uh, well, uh, <clears throat> to state bluntly, uh, farm out uh a particular client if you were at all interested in this. Well, and that would be something that we could work out on an individual case-by-case basis. Um, and I would be more than willing to assist you in so, such matter, you know, confidential contractor manner. Um, well, I, of course, the, there is the uh, the case of confidentiality. I mean, there will be uh, certain forms to sell, uh, to sign, and make this uh, legal, etc. You know, we're we're not in the habit of just handing over <clears throat> our clients without uh, proper vetting and at least uh, proper well coverage, shall we say, in case things go south. Of course, of course, and that will be discussed further down the line. Um, uh, however. I was interested in this Delilah Star case. It kind of got my itch, and I did do some follow-up with it. Uh, unfortunately, the information that I have means that in order to be fair, um, I kind of have to know some information about what you, who hired, and I understand there's some confidentiality here, but I know things. Right. Uh, and, you know, and he pulls a form out of his desk. He says, I would be happy to share our client's uh, privileged information for someone that was working for the Continental Op. And he turns the form over. <laughs> I smile and it looks, it does not look like a friendly smile yeah. at all. And you'll notice that this is, uh, this will be time dated. Uh, there's no obligation beyond this uh, case. Uh, yeah, we have a form number here for a particular client. This could be a one-off. If you wish, it just makes it nice and legal so that if there is any, any legal question, uh, we're, you know, we're, we're covered on both ends. Ask them if they have free access to expensive wood. (laughs) Get paid in wood. Why do you need this? You don't need to know. If you want to look over the form real quick just to see if there's anything that looks, uh, you know, out yeah. of the just make me a smarts roll unless you've got a knowledge skill for law of some sort. No. Samuel, you can look at it too if you want. Yeah. <sighs> I do succeed. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's actually a pretty standard form. Um, it's basically an indemnity thing saying that you won't use this information uh, to essentially blackmail their client, etc. You are you are 
under obligation during this particular case, the, that uh, you're working under the auspice of Continental Investigations. Um, so they are kind of responsible for your actions as well. Uh, but in the case <clears throat> that you try to use information found in this case to blackmail someone else, you're basically on your own. And they that's the legal part of it is like, if you try to screw them, you are not covered. <laughs> Other than that, it's it's pretty cut and dry. Uh, the fee is pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and Mr. Figs, of course, uh, if you are uh, working the case as well, we would need you to uh, sign such a, uh, a waiver as well uh, to be able to uh, fully enjoy the information that we have that we can share. Now, I understand that you have information, and if you... Uh, do not wish to sign said form. Um, certainly Continental is in the habit of paying for uh, pay, uh, good information. We would be glad to uh, work out an exchange for monetarily uh, for what information you do have. <laughs> but I'm afraid without these forms being signed, I, I can't share information with you. Okay, so just so that you know, the internal struggle, which is real right now, <laughs> is how thorough background check do these folks do? It's not asking one for it the least bit. Yeah, I know, but uh, it's not even asking for like proof of your identity. <laughs> yeah, it's just really terrible because I really don't need that to come back on me. But uh, yep. uh, I have, oh well, I I I, I want to know. Curse you, curiosity. <laughs> you strike again. Uh, all right. Well, um, now, just so that I can, um, you and I understand each other perfectly well. Um, I, I tend to be an independent man, which means I don't. Um, I hope you understand what I'm saying when I say this. It's not so much that I don't take orders well, but it's I don't take orders well. <laughs> and I and I don't like chains of command. I typically operate by myself. You understand? So Oh, perfectly, perfectly. And I'm sure uh if you wish a writer onto this standard contract, you can certainly work that out. If you'd like to be the head of this case, I'm sure that something can be arranged. Right. Okay. So and I hope you also understand that I do have morals. So there are certain things that if I, I don't intend to, um, there are, there are things that I will not do. And there are also, um, things that will make me walk away. If okay. You well, the parameters of this case, which I've, freely able to discuss is to locate one Delilah star, uh, which is a nom de plume for a Rose Marie Lagrange, uh, her given birth name, uh, to locate her and to establish communications with her is the parameters of this case, uh, or failing that to produce, uh, evidence of her passing. Okay. And Okay. All right, and um, all right. I, I want to know. I want to know. So I'm going to sign. Uh, we will work out some indemnity. Blah 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 blah. 
Right. And he'll make a notation there. Uh, they've got to kick this up to their, um, their section chief, who you've already met. Uh, Mr. Figs, uh, you're being asked to sign this too. It in no way will hamper. If this ends up becoming a police investigation, you'll immediately be struck uh, from the contract um, uh, because uh, there can't be a conflict between uh, you know, police rights and uh, what they're doing as a, a, a private investigation. I so there's not a conflict there. I will scratch on it and sign it. Okay. <clears throat> I'm kind of curious, too, what they have. Yeah. All right. So who are we working for? Uh, you are working for, and he, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, he pulls out uh, a couple of folders, uh, hands one to each of you. They're not, they don't have the same information on it. They're, you know, just two stacks of folders. Okay, um, <clears throat> hold on. Uh, I am looking up something here. Uh. Where is this guy's name? I got a first name. It's it's not Hexaco. That's not who you're hired by. Okay. Uh, <coughs> now this guy's, this guy does know that. Uh, Jack hangs around with someone else other than Figs. Mm-hmm. Mm. <clears throat> but these are the two people he has in the office right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, I am going to have to do a more in-depth reading of this, but uh, Delmer... <clears throat> something. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> uh, who supposedly is a brother okay. of uh, Rosemary Lagrange. So Lagrange may not be the family name; that may have been a, a previous marriage name. So I can't assume that it's Delmer Delmer Lagrange, but it might be. Right. <clears throat> so her right. brother is trying to confirm uh, that she is okay, or to uh, gather uh, verifiable evidence that she has passed on. Okay. Uh, did he mention anything about motivation or anything like that, or just concerning brother? Anything like that get noted down in the file? Uh, no, no. Uh, it's not something that he volunteered, uh, but there is a fairly thick information here as to uh, he suspects that she or his her life is in danger. Um, there are a few locations of last known uh, where she's lived. She has a home that she recently purchased here, um, which uh, he pulls out a set of keys, which we have the keys to. He hands that over. We've already looked through the place, of course, but you may have found might find something that we uh, may have missed. Yeah. Uh, she used to be an office worker for Hexaco, yeah. um, and it's suspected that she may have come across some important paperwork that uh, they are not happy uh, that she knew about. That is only my not, my no. guess. That's my guess. No one has actually come out to say that. That's true. And uh, apparently a couple thugs started to look for Miss LaGrange. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, you'll find uh, Mr. Figs. I believe you have that folder there. Uh, uh -huh. <clears> hey, <throat> Mr. Gator Bordeaux Enrico Menzetti uh, were sent to find her in this city. Uh, and I believe she had made 
arrangements uh, with some group or another uh, to get herself safely out. Now, we have verified that uh, both Mr. Bordeaux and Mr. Manzetti uh, are, in fact, on the payroll of Hexaco Oil. Yep. All right. And they're still around? Uh, that has not been determined. We tried to put some people on them. Uh, they were, unfortunately, very adept at shaking tails, and uh, we lost track of them. There was some evidence that uh, in Miss. LaGrange's home uh, that someone had ransacked it. We're guessing that that was Mr. Bordeaux and uh, his accomplice. Alright. So. Alright. <clears throat> now he does a uh, he does say that uh, I understand that you are working with uh, a few other people uh, on whatever case it is you're working on that has caused ours to intersect. Uh, mm -hmm. Of course, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, of course, if you share this information with them, uh, it will be treated as if you were their head chief or their, their section chief. And so you are therefore responsible for their uh, use of said information. Is that agreeable? Yes, that's very agreeable. <clears throat> yes, it is. Okay, so that'll make sense. We have all that information. And then we will see if we can get in touch with Miss LaGrange mm -hmm. and see um, what she happens to think. All right. Uh, if you uh, need an office, uh, which to uh, go over information, we have a switchboard here, access to operators, typing pool, anything official, uh, letterheads, memorandas you might need uh, will be made accessible to you. He tosses you another key. <clears throat> you have uh, free uh, use of the building after hours. Of course, we do have security details, so don't go around checking into other people's offices. Uh, he says, the one directly across from mine, uh, there's no name on the window. Uh, he says that that key will open that, uh, office. Feel free to make use of it as you will. Catered lunches on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Wow. I, I look extremely displeased. All right. Well. <laughs> All right. Let's, um, yeah, I, some names here are things that I don't have. Um, I believe, um, and I will give you an update when I have something to tell you. Uh, yes. Uh, if you would please, uh, call our switchboards at least once a day, uh, to keep us on where you are. Uh, let us know what any of the day daily expenses were, uh, keep receipts, I look at him disbelievingly. <laughs> oh, if you need a receipt book for, uh, uh, you know, uh, talk money, bribes, whatever you want to call it, uh, ask our receptionist on the way out. If people typically don't sign receipts. I don't know. It's for you to keep track of what, uh, what your, your expenses have been. Of course, uh, much of it will be reimbursable, if not all. Uh, but the better your receipts are, the more likely that will be to happen. 
Wow, this is amazing. <laughs> I don't like it at all. <laughs> all right, well, um, uh, I bid you a good day. Yep, keep us updated. Uh, we'll assume that this will be your contact for the day, so uh, sometime uh, tomorrow evening or whenever you're able, uh, give us give the switchboard a call. Let us know how things stand. Of course, of course. And just okay. All right. Uh, um, take, <clears throat> of course, uh, that information that you're both carrying there. Make sure you keep it in your possession at all times. Uh, you are responsible for uh, those two uh, two envelopes, gentlemen. I hand the envelope that I'm carrying to Jack. I, I put it in my pocket. Wow. <laughs> it goes with all the other envelopes that I have. Yes. Um. Wow. All right, let me cut scene here for a bit. What is uh, Anise and Franny doing while they are uh, in the meeting with Continental? Franny, you said you went home and changed. Yeah, I went home and changed. Okay. Uh, good enough. Anise? Um, nothing too amazing I can think of. All right. This has ended up being uh, the Mr. Jack Vance show today. <laughs> yeah. Um, before I part company, I'm going to uh, tell uh, Sam and Jack, you know what? Uh, come over about five-ish or you can have an early dinner. Thank you. I will yeah. be there on time. All right. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> we will cut scene then to the dinner table at Franny's house. Uh, take it Anise got the invitation as well? Yes. Okay. All right, well, um, I will blah, 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 blah. What was the brother's name? Delmar. Yep, the supposed brother. Yeah, the possible brother who we could, we could talk with, we could see if we can get in touch with Miss LaGrange, and, um, maybe not, maybe so, but... I don't know. And how much does this pay? Really, it was going to be information about um, the Tyler Styles, and then I just got interested in the case. <laughs> I mean, really, the reason why I'm doing this is because I'm a sucker for for curiosities. Yeah, I have no idea why he's doing it either. Yeah. I was checking that long ago. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's. I mean, you have to have something else besides the money. You know, you, I think when would you hire to look into it or something? No. It is okay. Literally never. I was going to trade some information about styles with whoever the head of the continental op in this area was, and then, um, and then we found out all we needed to know and. I don't really need that information anymore. So I guess I'm just doing this to keep my options open and I'm because I'm curious. Which is a hell of a thing. You know what I mean? So um so yeah. 
get in touch with Delilah Stars, and Julius should be looking me up sometime soon. <laughs> Another stretch limo sent to uh, <clears throat> give you a ride. Oh yeah, yeah, that will be that will be a fun conversation of why the. So you like dropping my name? Nope. <laughs> and this thing might not actually be Julius. Might be a totally wrong guy. I just, uh, <laughs> it just so amuses me. So, yeah. All right. Um, anything else for us tonight, Bert? Or? No, uh, that's pretty much it. I'm going to give you uh, a dump on the boards as to the information that are in the packet because it's kind of extensive. Mm-hmm. And uh, for you guys to get the most use out of it, you're going to want to write it down instead of having to repeat myself. I'm just going to write it down for you. <laughs> I appreciate that, yeah. Bert. Uh, oh, because wow. there's, so there's a yeah. lot more to this case than we've just scratched the surface. Yep. Here, huh? yep. Okay. Um, yeah, as an aside, uh, this is this is going into a, uh, one of the printed uh, modules. The old Absinthe House Blues is what you're about to start. And I've kind of intertwined mm-hmm. my my thing with this one. Okay. So there's going to be a few changes to it, but, uh, yeah. So we're starting an official module at this point. Okay. Yay. And Yay. <clears throat> if, uh, Mr. Tucker styles is being set up as somebody that's going to be a reoccurring thorn in your side. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, one of these days we're going to find him, and I'm going to burn him alive. Also, I am going to spend a D four extra and money tonight because I failed to find my prey. And yep. that's, really upsets me because I was so planning on burning him alive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You gotta, you gotta roll your addiction, uh, in this case with the two rare woods to burn. Yeah. Well, no, I already did that for the week. Okay. Okay. This is me just throwing down extra money because I'm super sad (laughs) because I was, I had a whole thing I was going to do with them, and I was going to burn them alive, and it was going to be glorious. But now I can't. It makes me feel bad inside. Well, uh, hopefully also by writing down a bunch of the information and some of it stuff that you're going to be able to correlate and come up with ideas uh, that you are you might be able to put your characters into so that we have uh, an episode that is not the Jack Vance show with uh, Mr. Figs as his <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I assume Mr. Figs will be the starring. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, All right. Yep. Yep. Sorry, I wasn't able to. Uh, yeah, I was. I was trying to give people lead-ins to do things. It just didn't work out. That's fine. Uh, it's okay. I did a few things. I just wasn't paying huge amounts of attention. Obviously. <laughs> oh, Anise. Uh, that would makes uh, makes sense to not having bought a notice roll. Yeah, it's. That's how it goes. Yeah. Uh, worth three experience points, though, because uh, we are now tied into a few things. And so I'm not sure if that puts you guys at another spend or not. Um. <laughs> at 14. Is that okay. match up with everyone else's? Yeah. Oh, is yeah. that our 14? Okay, we'll take yeah. it. Make it 15. We'll, we'll go ahead and let you have a... Yeah. Sure. Yep. So I'm not going to buy notice because I'm going to put up a stat. <laughs> it makes sense to put up a stat at this point. Um, I... I- that's an advance. Yeah, that is yes. that puts you in an advance. Spirit or vigor? Sure. Um. Well, 
You and I haven't been in combat that much. No, we have not. Well, we had a full combat last session. So. Hmm. Well, some of us did. Some of us skipped out of it because we're not combat characters. Yep. Well, if yeah. you put something in bigger, maybe next time you can help. Cool. Perform is linked to what stat? <clears throat> um, so, Bert, um, um, it was real fun this session. Uh, yes, it was. I, I, I enjoyed, like I said, uh-huh. I really enjoyed uh, Aggie. I thought he was a good character. <laughs> yeah. He was unique and also a complete another. Um, Four. Yes. So, I, I liked him a lot. Um, yep. <laughs> Yeah, keep yeah. track of the uh, keep track of the NPCs you run into because again, when you start hitting you know the streets for information, if you can think of a particular person you've already met, it becomes easier. Yeah, what is uh, what attribute is perform linked to? Um, right now. I'm sorry. I'm trying to find it. Oh, okay, yeah, spirit, uh, spirit. Okay, yeah, I don't have my book right in front of me. Oh, spirit. spirit. Okay, I have mine. Okay, so I already so ooh, okay, so I spent. I spent my last advance raising the perform to D10. Um, I would have to spend the whole... If it's, with a spirited D8, I would have to spend the whole advance to raise performance to a D12, right? Yes. Yep. Otherwise, you get two skills below. All right. So I have no idea when Richard's going to be available again, but uh, how about the rest of you guys? <laughs> uh, a week or two weeks, I'm available. Tenth... That sounds that sounds about right. Okay. Mm, I will check. All right. Well, let me know. Um, I could potentially do something the third or the tenth. Um, so we will we will see on the boards. Uh, we'll call it the tenth. But if uh, a couple of you can't make the tenth, we'll look for another date. Okay. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that I can't do Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> I could. I might. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I can't. I, I'm, it's Christmas over here, so. Yeah. Really? You guys have that there, do you? <laughs> it's, it's a small little holiday. You don't have Thanksgiving. Uh, small and insignificant. Is Fantasy Grounds likely this year or is it the next year? No, uh, I'm, I'm working on it. Um, what it's coming down to is I'm trying to figure out between my ISP and me where the, the problem is. They're saying it's me. I'm saying it's them. So it's somewhere in between. <laughs> it's some. It's something how... See, I've got a static IP address, which means it should be wide open. They don't have any kind of uh, thing on their end. But I think the IP address has to be bonded to a piece of equipment. And I think it's supposed to be bonded to my modem. And I think they bonded it to my router. Um, I think they used the wrong MAC address. And so... Anyway, it's just a little roundabout talking to them to get things swapped just to see if it makes a difference. Um, so it's completely on my end. It's not a fantasy ground issue. It's it's my ISP and fantasy ground not working together. So hopefully I'll be able to fix that. Okay. Before I can I join you... games just fine. I just can't run one. <laughs> yeah. Before you go, if I want to pick up a new skill, I pick up a new skill at D4 and that's my whole advance, right? Right. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it is rough. And which makes that's why you bounce out your spins early. Ah, I don't know. I don't know what. At some point, I should get noticed, but uh, I might never. <laughs> Although it's kind of cool that you don't have it. Expert oh. cat burglar, horrible at noticing things. Yeah. Yep. 
<laughs> it's not cool. No, stop perpetuating this myth. You need to get noticed. Or, or don't don't get any notice, but get investigate because that would make a lot of sense. Because yeah. casing the joint and looking for valuable things would be more investigate than notice. That would make mm. perfect sense. And both of those are I'm based gonna, off of smarts, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, good. I'll leave notice to uh, Dragon. He can have notice. <laughs> there you go. And taunt is based off of smarts as well. S- smarts. Yeah. <laughs> I could raise my taunt to a D eight. <laughs> yeah, I don't actually have that stat. Said. No, hey, Kai has it. Quick question: Have you ever ran a traveler game? Who me? Yeah, yeah, I ran the little black book traveler for years and years. Okay, because I was running a traveler game on Friday, so I could use some. You got any tips or things to think about whenever you run a game of that? Uh, yeah, here, my- let's let me hang up here, and I'll I'll call you back just real quick. I'm playing in that game, so I'm sticking my fingers in my ears. Right. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. I'll, I'll call uh, Nick back and I'll just discuss with right. him. Otherwise, I will say good night to everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Thanks, Bert. No Thanks. problem. See you. See you next time. Okay. Bye. Music in this podcast was created by Kevin McLeod. More great music can be found at his website at incompetech.com. If you enjoy the show, we would love to hear from you. You can find links to our public forums, the software that we use, and other information at our homepage at bluemagic.com. That's B-L-U-M-A-G-I-K. Reviews on iTunes, recommends at rpgpodcasts.com, and email to steamsteelmurder at gmail.com are also appreciated. Thank you for listening.